Welcome to the Holistic Spirituality Podcast, helping spiritually curious people just like you learn about Reiki, crystals, energy, cards, past lives, and more. I'm your co-host, Avery Thatcher, and me and my good friend, Kathy Zimmerman, are here to demystify the mystical so you can get reliable, practical information that you can trust. If you're ready to embrace all things metaphysical so you can feel better, clear your own energy, and improve your life, you belong here. Let's get started. Okay, I am really excited for this episode. I have a feeling it's going to be one of our more popular episodes about discovering your spirit animal and what that all means. And before we get into that, I would just like Kathy to explain what a spirit animal is, what are the different names for spirit animals, and what does it mean? Yeah, so the first thing I'm going to say is um, it doesn't have to be an animal. (laughs) <laughs> there uh, yeah it is a totem of some kind so it can be an insect it can be a bird it can be an animal definitely and it can be something that's an actual animal or it can be a mythical creature that has chosen to sort of take you on your journey um So it is widely thought that when our soul comes down to earth, it picks anywhere from one to three totems that will be your guides for your lifetime. And then throughout your lifetime, what will happen consciously or subconsciously, you will bring in other totems for different areas of your life as you need them. And their energy will be brought and mixed with your energy to help you maybe get through a crisis, get through um, a marriage. Um, It can be in good times or in bad times or in times where we are really struggling, where we maybe need a strength that we feel that we don't have. It is all these different aspects that we are calling upon these different totems to come into our lives or our own totems ourselves to sort of step up and help us take charge of the energy that we want to make our lives more fulfilling, to be able to help us accomplish things that either we were destined to do or that we have gone and because we have free will we've decided we wanted to do and maybe need a little bit of extra guidance in that area so your totems have been brought with us to help us meet our i think the goals of our soul to help us accomplish what we came down to earth to do beautifully said beautiful so There's a couple of different names for these animal guides that we have. And we've said two of them already, the spirit animal, totem animal. There's also power animal. And the reason why there's so many different names for these is because it kind of depends on which culture you're referring to. Because so many different indigenous cultures all across the world have animal medicine like this, where you can learn and pull from strengths of these different animals that are attached to your soul like Kathy said that they're there to help you 
And so understanding that, that part of it is so important. And so I already warned Kathy that we're getting on a soapbox. And as soon as I said it, we both got on our own little soapbox. So um, it's, it's quite trendy to call things your spirit animal. Uh, it's very much all over Instagram. And it's just, it's so incredibly disrespectful to call something like pizza your spirit animal, to say that, oh, this blanket is so soft. This is my spirit animal. I'm meant to be in bed snuggled up with this blanket. Like that is just so incredibly disrespectful to the different cultures that really, really have so much sacred rituals and practices around this art. And so absolutely discovering your spirit animal, your totem animal, your power animal, it's really important. And it is so healing, so healing. But so whether you're from um, South America or North America, or if you have roots in Druid history, or if you've uh, working cultures that had shamans and healing women and men. And it's just understanding where that really comes from and honoring it for what it is. And so what I always tell people when I help them discover their power animal, because in my culture, it's a power animal in the Scottish Druid heritage, it's a power animal. So that's what I refer to them as. So when I'm helping somebody discover that, I let them know that part of the responsibility you're now carrying is to call out other people when they call spirit or their pizza, their spirit animal, to help educate them on that. Because you are now in touch with this deeper connection to nature and you need to help other people honor that as well and understand the importance of it. So that's my soapbox. <laughs> I, I think what people, what you want to realize is a lot of us, even as young children have been innately in touch with our spirit totems without even realizing it. Maybe you've just loved horses ever since you were a young child and you have pictures of them all over your walls. And then would you be really surprised that the horse might've been one of your, your totems when you do go on a meditation or someone does Reiki and discovers it for you? Likely not, right? Because you were always connected to it. Some people, it's foxes, it's different types of birds. It's, it's a real connection ever since you were a child to these things mm -hmm. some people don't have that connection but then when you find their totem maybe through reiki or through the cards and you mention it to them it's like oh my gosh it resonates with them especially once you start discovering the properties of that totem mm -hmm. what kind of characteristics do they have are they an animal that maybe hibernates in winter, but is very much active in the spring and summer months? Is it maybe a bird that is nocturnal? It may be that imitates your personal habits. Maybe you've been able, you've been following this all along and didn't even know it. I also um, think that when you do 
find or discover your totems, whatever they may be, one of our first things we do is we honor them. And whether that's finding a screensaver with your totem on it, whether it's plastering your walls with their picture, whether it's getting a tattoo, I don't really care how you do it, but that is such an important part of that discovery and connecting your energies saying, oh my gosh, you've been with me. I am so happy I found you. I am going to do whatever I can to bring you into my life. And so when I hear stories about people calling a, a pita or a blanket or anything like that, any sort of totem, I'm there. Oh, come on. Now with the native culture, of course, there are different um, elements that do play a very important part in their culture, whether it's a peace pipe or maybe there is a special sacred blanket, but I think we're talking a whole nother ball of wax here. So, um, you know, don't try to pull that over as, oh yeah, I meant that. No, if, if you were talking about your soft, cuddly little blanket, it's very much different than maybe a ceremonial blanket that um, Indigenous people might use in some special ceremony. So a lot of these things do cause you, you must be mindful, you must be respectful. And that's really your first steps in your discovery of it. Because the more mindful and respectful you are, the more you honor these totems, the more they're going to help you and the more that they're going to show up in your life. Mm -hmm. So well said. And so when you go through um, like a meditation with Kathy, for example, to discover your totem animal, um, she also teaches you about this and she reminds you to make your screensaver, make your phone background, get calendars, because all of those things it honors them. Absolutely. It also helps you just keep them top of mind. You, if you're watching the video version of this behind me is a picture of ravens and ravens are one of my totems. They're one of the power animals that I talk about the most. Um, and it was the first one that came to me and having those pictures around helps me remember to say thank you more often than if I were just to do it at the regular times that I do it throughout the day. So it just allows you to honor them more, even more for the wonderful things that they're able to do for you and teach for you. So yeah, when you work with Kathy, she helps support all of that. So you can make sure that you really integrate that teaching and medicine into your life. I think um, totem animals are, the more you work with them, the more you discover about them or or totems in general. And for some people, um, what we have discovered through the process of meditation or Reiki or whatever, is their totems might start um, as a, a baby version mm. of that. So if you know, a baby version of a mountain lion of an eagle or whatever, and will grow um, as the person grows in their spirituality, 
So the two of you are sort of linked and you grow together, which is such a beautiful concept. Mm -hmm. Some of them, when you discover them, you are almost intimidated as I was when I discovered my totems. But now years later have found that um, I have gone and all of them are the the most appropriate totems I could have picked um, looking back as an afterthought and how much I now use them in my everyday life and I cannot honor them enough. But um, back when I discovered them would have never realized how they would have eventually incorporated into my, into my life and where it is now. So um, I think that some people will be very, very surprised. And others will think that maybe that they found the wrong ones. Yet years later, they might say, Oh, my gosh, this is the perfect one for me. So the universe knows better than we do, for sure about picking them. The other note I want to make about this Um, is that there is no bad totems Mm -hmm. that even the tiniest insect has amazing qualities that um, you might have incorporated into your life so not everyone can be the eagle or the wolf or you know there's some of us that are bees and ants and mice and mm-hmm. but these other creatures have also amazing qualities that should not be disregarded just because they are maybe tiny or they're insects or they're a smaller animal mm-hmm. uh yeah and just as an aside here too that ocean animals like just they don't all have to be on dry land mm-hmm. then part of the meditation I take you through is you're actually walking by the ocean so that you do get a chance if that is one of your totems to discover it mm-hmm. absolutely and if you do that meditation with Kathy um, my best suggestion is to not dismiss anything. Cause like Kathy said, um, it all, all totem animals have so much to teach. So for example, this one woman that I led through it, she kept saying like, there was this turtle that kept appearing and it kept nudging away with my foot. Cause I thought, oh, turtles are so gross. I couldn't look at it or whatever. And it followed her the whole way. And I was just like, that's, that's your power animal friend. You, you gotta learn more about turtles. And she's like, what? So once I sent her more information, she learned more about it. She was just like, I get it now. There's so much of me that I had shoved away that I needed to reconnect with. And that's what this beautiful turtle was all about. So that's number one. Fully agree with that statement. Other thing is be completely open to any animal appearing in any location. So for me, my raven did not come above ground. It came from a cave. And when I was originally there, I was just like, what are you doing down here? And now that I've learned more about Raven, I'm like, oh, makes perfect sense. But initially I was just like, what? And there's this one woman that I lead through, um, like to revisit her totem. And it's a barracuda. 
and she'll be walking through the forest and she'll look up and she'll see her barracuda swimming between the trees <laughs> just in the air. So just because you're in a forest doesn't mean you couldn't see a barracuda swim by. So just be completely open. Don't try and force them into the environment you expect to see them in. Exactly. Logic is not necessarily your friend when it comes <laughs> to totems. No. Um, I think one of the uses of totems is if you do learn to meditate, your totem will be with you at all times. Mm -hmm. Is they, they will lead you back home no matter where you go. They will also lead you to the answer of many questions. So that sort of leads into a whole nother bit of a topic of meditation. But what a lot of us can, we do is we'll go to our totems, look at this is my problem. This is my issue. Can you help me? And you go on a meditation and maybe they'll lead you to a spider. Maybe they'll lead you to a mountain lion. Maybe they will lead you to something. And if you look up the meaning of that totem, it might be the answer that you're looking for. And so not only are they great protectors, are they, you know, do they know what you need, but they also have the answers to many mm -hmm. questions or if you might need their energy, maybe you have an event coming up or a crisis in your life and your totems are not really exactly what you need at that time. They can go and bring other totems in that might be appropriate for that situation that will stay with you temporarily until that issue is resolved. And then they'll disappear because then you no longer need them mm -hmm. and you're back to your initial totems again. So, so many uses for totems. They are just uh, an amazing aspect um, for us to discover. Mm -hmm. So well said. Thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Spirituality Podcast. We are so grateful that you're here sharing this space with us. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I invite you to first hit subscribe or follow on the podcast player app that you're listening right now so you'll never miss an episode or an after dark episode. And please take a screenshot right now of you listening to this episode on your phone and share it to your Facebook or Instagram stories so you can help us help more people. Thank you so much again for being here and we'll see you next time.